Genre. Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And it's a between episode. We have finished our coverage of the Mummy franchise, winner of the 2023 Listener's Pick Tournament. Scott, how you feeling? Uh, I'm glad it's over. Cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, I'm, I had, I had more fun than I was expecting. And I, I mentioned this in our franchise potential for Van Helsing, which hopefully you all will listen to this, this week as well. Um, I was kind of surprised at how many different points of fran things that a movie franchise can do mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. this series did, like mm -hmm. this was a reboot of a universal monster classic that got a xeroxed sequel mm -hmm. a an attempt at a legacy sequel mm -hmm. and a reboot that was trying to build uh like you reverse engineer a cinematic universe yeah yeah like it, it covered it all yeah it is it is it is sort of the ultimate mini series um i just I was surprised by how much less fun I had than <laughs> I was hoping, I guess. Well, I mean, like, um, it's it's almost like the the least interesting part of all this were the movies themselves often. The uh-huh. Correct. Yes. Um, unfortunately. And uh, with you handling the research. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I only had the movies. Uh <laughs> And I didn't have a good time, um, unfortunately. Yeah. You you weirdly got the short end of the stick because at least I got to do some like fun homework stuff. You just had to watch these movies every week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like, um, and it's such an awkward length. Like, you know, there's only we only covered four movies, and I watched Scorpion King as extra credit. So like. By liking one more of these than you, it's like I still got like 40% more enjoyment out of this whole series than you. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, I I will say this. You know, I, we're going to talk about like what we think the future of the Mummy franchise could be. Oh, hell um, yeah. At the end, like after our rankings, I, I assume. Mm -hmm. um, but... I, until I have kids, I can't imagine watching any of these again. Um, I, I, even the first mummy, like, and, and even when I have kids, I think I'm only going to show them that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, cause it's, oh, it, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun, like gateway to horror kind of movie. Right. Um, like, oh, I wonder what they think of mummies and right, like, scary, right. scary stuff. Yeah. But um, but it has enough adventure that it's like the scary stuff isn't too overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't foresee myself watching this again to the point where um, Super Yaki, who, you know, the mummy seems to be like that. Uh, that website's like favorite movie of all time. Um, mm -hmm. They're the ones that designed that bumper sticker. Uh, that everyone say, certainly sees. it's the most profitable movie. Yes. Um, they've they've done lots of merch. Uh, Super Yaki makes merch. They make T-shirts, uh, original design T-shirts based off of like uh, movies that they specifically love. Um, and yeah. uh, they made that bumper sticker that you know made the rounds when uh, when Brendan Fraser was uh, up for an Oscar, and uh, one of the journalists like gave him the bumper sticker. Um, right. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, they are doing a secret 
screening of like four movies. They're like, we're we're not telling you what the movies are. You just come and you watch the movies. Um, and it's like a marathon, a super yakky marathon. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And I was like, wait, there's a very good chance that one of them is the mummy. Ah, fuck it. And I, I literally just didn't want to go because of that. Wow. Because there is a chance that I would have to watch the mummy again. And I'm, I, I can't, I don't, I don't hate the movie. I just, I'm so tired of it at this point. Sure. Um, that I just, I don't, I don't ever want to revisit it. Uh, until I get to a point where I'm like experiencing it for the first time through someone else's eyes, right. you know, a child or a new pet or something. Yeah. New pet. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I really, um, this miniseries didn't do this franchise any favors for me. Uh, unfortunately. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, knives out, probably a pretty safe assumption for the super yaki series. Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just genuinely don't know what would be in there. Um, yeah, there's definitely going to be a Brandon Fraser movie in there. I assume it's The Mummy, but also they do a lot of mummy screenings at Alamo Drafthouse. So um, maybe they really? wouldn't do that for this. Yeah, they do. Interesting. Uh, yeah. They're doing another one. They do it like annually, like a, like a mummy party. It's kind of almost Alamo hitting. Uh, it's starting to hit like Christmas story levels or Hocus Pocus levels for me. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Although they're re-releasing Hocus Pocus in theaters this year, and I am tempted to go because I'm I've like, never that would seen. Be, yeah, that would be interesting to see in theaters. Uh, I saw it when, in '93 when I was a kid. Um, the summer of '93. Yeah, I went to a sneak preview in June of 1993, <laughs> uh, and then it opened the next month. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, it would be I would be interested in seeing that in a theater. Maybe I don't know. Mm. That's so interesting. Right. Yeah, because to me, Hocus Pocus is just so, you know, bowl of candy, blankets, mm-hmm. coffee. Yeah, totally. Maybe some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> but see it, but seeing the ice thing on like in a movie yeah. theater. Like, yeah. It's kinda, uh, that's, yeah, that's true. That's fun. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Um, um, I, I bet if I so, you know, time of recording spooky season is upon us. Halloween is mm-hmm. coming uh-huh. and. There is a chance that I could be at a party or a gathering or something where the mummy will be like playing in the background on mm-hmm. a TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I think I, I wouldn't like be annoyed at it being on again. Mm. Like I'd be like, OK, you know, I can watch this. I mean, this this will go down, especially if it's in a social setting. With- sure. People who are more or are still on that, like, hey, honk, if Brandon bisexual, you know, like, words, right. that's kind sure. of just be- become word soup to me now at this point. Uh, honk, if you'd rather be watching the, the 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, starring Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. That's the that's Got the bumper sticker. Got it. Yeah, from, <laughs> from memory. Um, <laughs> I've, you know, seen it thousands of times. <laughs> and, you know, so a lot of the times if I see that bumper sticker, I don't know if I could honestly honk. Mm. Because it's like, I don't know if I would rather be watching The Mummy right now. Yeah. I guess maybe rather instead of being in traffic, maybe, but. You have to choose. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of other movies I'd rather be watching than that. Yeah. What Uh, if you're listening to a really good podcast at the moment? Yeah. Or listening to a really good song. Yeah. Like Take Me Home, Country Roads. So, uh, I don't know whether I want to do this. I, okay, I, I think I want to do this before we rank them because I don't know if this qualifies as what I would do for the Mummy series. But Scott, um, mm. I could not get enough extra credit for this series. So I, I, I wanted to, you know, I wasn't mummied out. So you know, I watched Scorpion King even though I didn't have to, and I had a gay old time. Oh, yeah. Um, there was a uh, another piece to a, a, an adjacent piece to this puzzle that you and Jason and I talked about in our mummy episode last week, uh, the unofficial start, the quiet, soft launch to the dark universe. Oh yes. Dracula untold. Yes. And so literally listeners, we recorded our, I, we, I watched the mummy with Tom Cruise in the morning, recorded our mummy episode. We talked about the dark universe. I came back home. It was like 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday and I saw Dracula Untold was on Netflix, and I was like, "Fuck it, I I may never be in the mood to watch this again." Like, let's do it. Yeah. So I watched it. It's pretty boring. 
Um, <laughs> I think D- Dracula is a family man in that, right? Oh my god! There's literally I told Scott this. There's like the scene that's in every action fantasy movie where like Dracula opens his door to his kids' rooms and the kids are playing on the floor and the mom's there too. Like Papa, and like run the son runs over. <laughs> You've gotten strong. You're a warrior's son. And I'm like, that's Dracula. But while I was watching it, Scott, I did, I couldn't help, but um, my mind started to wander and my brain was still just kind of percolating on the dark universe. And Uh while watching Dracula Untold, I was kind of like, okay, what if all of this had worked? You know, Mm -hmm. Dracula Untold, the Tom Cruise mommy movie. What would, because that was something we kind of found ourselves at with Jason, which is like, what would the Avengers have looked like in this scenario? Yeah. Like their team up movie. Right. And so I kind of like pitched, I kind of wrote something down in my iPhone notes. Okay. That uh, I just want to go over like the, the broad strokes where like uh, basically it's like the line, the lineup is so Dracula and Aminette are the villains. Mm, Dracula. Does he, unt- does he end Dracula untold as a villain? Uh, so the ending of Dracula untold is, he uh is they're fighting the bad guys like mm-hmm. the bad army mm-hmm. and uh there's only one way to defeat everyone or defeat the bad guys so dracula turns everyone in the town into a vampire okay so they obliterate the army the enemy army cuz it's like you know an army of vampires now so does he uh-huh. do that by literally just like going like do they line up and he just like sucks their blood chomp, like chomp, one by chomp. one like like getting a vaccination or yeah there's like a or, tent or, or does he just like does he just like go buck wild and attack ah, the town yeah. all at once or I don't remember I already forgot this was like three weeks ago um, okay. it seems then, like that would be memorable but I guess yeah I guess yeah you would that tells you a lot about the movie absolutely and then um the but then when the sun comes up everyone in the town turns to dust because they're all vampires Mm, right. And Jackie was like, oh, my God, I killed all of them. Oh, God. And then uh movie ends and then it's uh, modern times and it's Luke Evans as Dracula and he meets a lady and it's the same actress that played his wife, mm-hmm. like reincarnated. And he's like, what's your name? And she's like, my name's Mina Harker. And he's like, my name's Dracula. And the camera pans over and it's Charles Dance who played the vampire that turned Dracula. Oh. He was in a cave and is this like wretched Nosferatu thing. Ooh. And and Dracula's like, hey, the the army's coming to, you know, defeat, you know, to enslave my people. Uh I've heard that you're I heard that you're like a demon that lives in the caves and you can give people strength. Give me strength. And he's like, uh yeah, I, I'll I'll give you strength. But like, I'll give you strength. All right. Yeah. But if you do, that means I'm free because I've been trapped in this cave for like thousands of years. So he's like for thousands of years, Charles Dance was the only vampire. Mm. And then he bites Luke Evans and then Luke Evans becomes a vampire and he's free. Um, Okay. And so then we cut to the future and Charles Dance is like now Charles Dance in a suit. And he's seeing Dracula meet Mina Harker, and he's like, oh, let the games begin. Let the dark universe begin. And then it cuts to black. Okay. Interesting. Um, um, who plays... Oh, right. The same the same actress. Who is that? Is, is she anybody? I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, no one that I could re- immediately remember. But... You know, the thing about these movies, and I mean, this is this is this is a larger Hollywood problem, but like... We're not training movie stars and like, you know, uh, God bless Luke Evans, but like, buddy, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot like hold the lead in a movie. Like you're just, Luke Evans isn't putting butts in seats, you know? So, uh, the lady was played by Sarah Gordon, who her biggest or second biggest credit after this was Amazing Spider-Man 2. And now I'm trying to figure out who she was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. She played a character named Kari. Kari. Which is not ringing a bell, but I'm going to I'm going to look this up. Wow. Okay. 
Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Kari. Oh, wow. Kari is an acronym for Kinetic Artificial Reactive Intelligence. Uh, Scott, it's easier if I just show you. Can you see that on my camera? Oh, yeah. Wow. Tell the listener what I just showed you. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a CG recreation of actress Sarah Gaydon's head. Uh, Welcome like to Oscorp. A, yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's like a hologram thing at Oscorp. Yeah, yeah. So I bet yeah. if you go back and watch Amazing Spider-Man two, there's like a scene where Max comes to work and he's like, "Hello, welcome to Oscorp." Established in 2013. Right. Here's something else I'll say. I just Googled um, Dracula Untold cast, and I got the whole lineup, and I'm like, that is a lot of just white people. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, there is no one else in, like, it's exclusively white people. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, Uh, Wow. Yeah, not great. Wow. Um, Okay. You know what? I changed my mind. I don't want to do the stupid. It's not. It's not. Whatever. No, no I'm, not, I'm not proud of it anymore. Let, let's go. Whoa. Let's go straight. To, let's go straight. Why? To <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like I don't want to do it anymore. Okay. Well. All right. I'm curious. <laughs> um. No, not really. I don't want to do it. There's really only one cool thing I want. I really wanted. <laughs> so. The things that I thought. I'll just tell you the parts that I was proud of. Okay. How about that? Okay. Okay. Um. In my version. The protagonist would have been Elizabeth Moss from The Invisible Man. Oh, from Invisible Man. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, So she would have been like the Agent J, Will Smith, like audience surrogate. Okay. Okay. Kind of reminds me, because of what her character was in The Invisible Man, it reminds me of, um, of, um, what? I was going to say Ant-Man. Oh, no, no, no. Um, No, it reminds me of... um, Oh, what is her name? Um, um, Anya Taylor Joy in Split and Glass. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, like the carryover character, right? Where where it's like, oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize she was going to be the protagonist of this whole oh, thing. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah, cool. all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. And and it's like you know, because like spoilers for the Invisible Man, that movie ends with an implying that she takes <clears throat> the suit that makes you invisible. Yes, right. And is going to do, who knows what she's going to do with it, and so. Right. It's like she's been doing it. She's been using it to like take down powerful men, like powerful oh. bad men, because that's who her boyfriend yeah. was. I so like that. cold open is like this guy. No, my money's getting sucked out of my thing or my my account or whatever. Um, <laughs> quote. Remember they were gonna make an Invisible Woman movie directed by Elizabeth Banks, and it was gonna have absolutely no connection to I, the Invisible Man movie. I do, man. What a time. Yeah. What the, the director fuck are they doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing over there? Uh, so Elizabeth Moss would have been like, tee hee hee, another, another job well done. But then a bunch of black armored vans around her in an alleyway. And she's like, oh shit. Car door van slides open. It's Jenny from The Mummy. Oh. And she's like, uh, Elizabeth Moss, uh, you know, come with me. You know, we're going to, we need to come with me. And they're like, oh no, I'm not going to jail. And she's like, oh no, no, no. We're not here to arrest you. We're here to offer you a job. This uh, reminds me of the Invisible Girl episode of Buffy. Oh, that wow. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that is how that ended. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. So they go back to the Imperium. Russell Crowe's there as Dr. Jekyll. And uh-huh. he's like, hey, Elizabeth Moss. I think her name's like Denise. I don't know. But Elizabeth Moss, uh, we've been following you for some time, watching you, you know, the stuff you've been doing. And you're kind of like case positive of like, the Imperium, that's what it's called, right? The Imperium? I don't remember. I I, I think so. <laughs> the Prodigium, right? Prodigium, yes. That sounds more correct, yes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you could have been a monster, you could be murdering and taking money, but you're, like, doing vigilante crime stuff, so, like, why don't you join us? Uh, <laughs> Never in a million years would I have ever been able to guess her name in The Invisible Man. Her name is Cecilia Cass, but everyone calls her C. Right. No one does that in real life. No one. That's only in no movies. One. That is only a movies thing. Yeah. Because they don't want to keep saying Cecilia, but they want her name to be Cecilia. C. What's up, C? Uh, <laughs> Horrible. No so, one would ever do that. <laughs> the, the cold open, like, you know. They would, lo- they would be more likely to call her Lee than yeah. C. 
or Celia or Lee or or Leah, you know, or yeah, C C that's nothing. Bullshit. Lee Winnell, you're drunk. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Uh, So the cold open to this movie would have been Luke Evans, Dracula breaking into the prodigium and waking up Princess Aminette. Okay, great. Being like Like it. You and hey, I like what you were trying to do. I saw you on the news a few months ago. You and I are going to team up. Months. <laughs> yeah. Because okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, like in this universe, like the mummy was a big hit. Maybe this is like 2018, 2019. I don't know. Oh, okay. I see. Gotcha. 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 Um, so the team is uh, you have Frankenstein's monster who is this is even before I saw Van Helsing, but he's kind of like the beast gentle giant like Abe Sapien of the group. Nice. Like it. Uh, the kind of Captain America leader, like Leonardo of the group, is Tom Cruise mummy. Okay. He's like, yeah, I'm back. 60-year-old Tom Cruise is yeah, the Captain exactly. America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they have the creature from the Black Lagoon, who's kind of like the Groot, because like, he doesn't talk. Oh, okay. Interesting. He's like, yeah, we caught this dude in Brazil, and now he's like, in a tank, and we use him like, for water missions. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. Or, you know, Jekyll is like, you know, Russell Crowe. Right. Um, a bunch of stuff happens. You know, Mummy and the Dracula are teaming up. So they're like, we have to stop them. Um, and then the ending would have been somehow Mummy gets his mortality back, which is like what he'd been wanting. But uh-huh. so, like, you know, it's one of those things where the bad guys are always like, oh, they're always a step ahead. How do they know what we're doing? You know, is there a mole? And it turns out Hyde had been working with Dracula and Aminette mm. behind the scenes. And like, you know, Natch. Edward didn't, Edward didn't know, but I had been like not taking my pills every night or whatever. He doesn't know that I've been in control. Um, okay. okay. So, yeah, that's good. So, so Dracula betrays Aminette or is like, actually I'm, you know, I'm not interested in, I was lying to you and I'm like, what the fuck? So they all, so Aminette fights, they all team up. Aminette did the fight. <laughs> Uh, Hyde and Dracula. Okay, so so Aminette switches sides with Hyde. Kind of like enemy of my enemy, you know? Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. And they're, oh, and they're kind of establishing, like, Cecilia keeps trying to get Aminette to be like, no, this isn't you or whatever. So, uh, Tom Cruise mummy dies fighting Hyde. Mm -hmm. Hyde dies, Tom Cruise mummy dies. Mm -hmm. Dracula escapes, and then movie ends Aminette joins the the team and becomes like the mummy so there's like a new mummy on the team yeah um and then this is the part out and also it's kind of like oh she was friends with uh elizabeth boss like they're they're bros now they're homies oh okay. um and then jenny was going to take over for jekyll as the head of the prodigium uh, okay like the new nick fury the new nick fury kratz yeah. directed by ben stiller first stinger <laughs> <laughs> uh Jenny steps into her new office, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's Jekyll's office, but now it's her office. And you see a pair of boots on the desk in like a chair. Someone's already in the study and she's like, hello, can I help you? Can't, you know, she turns around. It's Margot Robbie. Mm. And she's like, Hey, I saw your, you know, how you defeated Dracula on the news. Uh, you know, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool operation you got here. And she's like, yeah, can I help you? Like, what are you doing in my office? Margot Robbie's like, listen, my family has been keeping the monsters at bay for a long time. And we're going to be watching you and your little team very closely. So fucking be on the lookout for that. Margot Robbie gets up, starts walking out of the office. And Jenny's like, sorry, I didn't get your name. Margot Robbie turns around. Oh, it's O'Connell. Oh, shit. Nice. That's good. That's good. That's good. Bring them back in. Yeah, that's really good. Um, that's really good. It's so funny though. Your your lineup of a team is not dissimilar. Like minus a robot, it's like not dissimilar from Creature Commandos. Oh wow! Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. And then the it's, sequel. It's yeah. fun. It has it has more like BPRD vibes, which I think is what you would want. I think so because it's like. The idea of BPRD is like, well, we have nowhere else to go. So, right. like, I guess it's better being protected and doing some good and maybe trying to, like, make up for people that we ate. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Um, 
so yeah, that's kind of the only, that's just an idea I had of like, well, what, cause what would, yeah. Where was this all going? You know? Right. Right. But I'm interested to hear what your thoughts would be on like how to continue the mummy franchise specifically. I know we talked yeah. a little bit about it, but do you want to rank them first? Yeah. Let's rank them first. Okay. Um, well, how do you want to do this? Cause I, I feel like I look, look, everyone knows what our number one is. It's the mummy 1999. I mean, it can't be anything else. It's, the only good one <laughs> the only yeah. like 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 you know no <laughs> qualifications like good movie right I like i mean judging you know if you're <clears throat> if you're a long time listener you know or kind of unofficial metric is like would i pick this one over that one and why would you pick any of the other mummies to watch when you could watch the first one right exactly um exactly it's the only time that the bumper sticker fully comes into play I think. Yeah. No yeah. one's ever like, hey, babe, come over. We're doing like a mummy trilogy rewatch. Yeah. Right. No, they just watch that one. Um, okay. So, so do, do you, you want to just like, you want to just spit out the other, the other three? Like what our order is? I kind of Rather wanna... than going back and forth? Or... Okay. So we know, we know the top is the mummy. Like my number one's the mummy. Your number one is the mummy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Let's start at the bottom. Cause I want to hear what's at the bottom of your list. Okay. Am I going first? Uh, oh, how many how many movies are there? There are four, right? Three. Well, three that we haven't three. already okay. said. I'll start. I'll start. Okay. My, num- okay. my number four, the bottom of my list, what I think was the worst movie that we watched for this series, uh, is Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Okay. Um, I think, you know, we found some fun stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and there are some cool, like, you know, action moments. And, you know, I, I appreciate the sort of Uncharted 1 himalayan vibes but Mm -hmm. yeah this one was just really boring and i missed kind of the steven sommer zaniness from the first two uh we talked about what a fucking dork grown-up alex o'connell is yeah that's true so and then you know the big you know well why is it why is this higher than the tom cruise mummy is i guess i admire the weirdness and the scope of that Tom Cruise mummy. And I'm, I like, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I just like watching him be weird. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, again, if you were like, hey, Nick, would you rather watch The Mummy with Tom Cruise or Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? I think mm-hmm. I would rather watch the, the Tom Cruise one again. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so w- w- what, is your, what is your number four? It's The Mummy Returns. Um, really? I hate this movie. Uh, it's nothing. There, none of the characters have arcs except for Emotep. Uh, Emotep's uh, the, the love of his life or whatever is just like alive, and they're like, yeah, she was reincarnated. But then they're like, but but Rachel Vice is also reincarnated, but she doesn't have any memories of being that. She she dreams about it every once in a while, but she's not literally the same person. But they are trying to tell us that that she is literally the same person reincarnated, but for some reason Rachel Vice isn't. And yeah. it just and there's no explanation for how that works or why, and it just is, and it has no bearing on their character arcs whatsoever. Like Rachel Vice doesn't nothing she learns from being an ancestor of this person of the of the uh, the Pharaoh's daughter has any bearing on her character arc because she has no character arc. Um, in, in the mummy returns and like, I don't blame Rachel Vice for not coming back because like, yeah, they did her dirty in the mummy returns. There's n- she has nothing to do in the mummy returns, despite having a lot of plot that she's a part of. There's no growth as this character. I think that, I think that jumping ahead so far into the future of these characters was a huge mistake. Um, I think the kid was a huge mistake. I think I think that you know uh, making uh, uh, Rick O'Connell and uh, like a part of a uh, Egyptian bloodline was also a mistake. I think that having the Scorpion King in this at all was a mistake. Um, nothing about this movie works for me. I, I mean, and I'm not even mentioning the CGI because that's no one's fault except for Universal um, and fuck them. But like, it's just a disaster, uh, and I did not have a good time watching it. Um, I know that you did. And 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 God bless you. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad that you have another mummy movie that you enjoyed. But like, there was nothing in this that I liked. Um, hated it. 
uh, I was miserable watching this. So that's how I feel. It's <laughs> that's so why it's at my bottom. I'm yeah. very interested to hear what entertainment you found in the other ones that you didn't find in Returns, because like I understand all of the plot stuff that you're talking about and like how it doesn't really work on a story level. But yeah, the ride for me, the ride of the Mummy Returns is like there's so much more fun to be had for me than like what's there to look forward to in Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. You know, like, oh, well, I can't wait to get to the part where <laughs> I guess where the Yetis, the Yetis kick a football, they kick a touchdown. That was pretty fun. Yeah, but I don't I don't feel that about any of these. these okay, three. that's true. that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I, I don't I don't I to be totally clear. I don't like any of these last these three movies. <laughs> OK, yeah. These are all thumbs down movies for me. Yeah. Um, so and, and but this is the this is like two thumbs down. Um, I'm just miserable watching this movie, whereas the other ones I'm kind of apathetic. Interesting. That's yeah. Really, okay. So oh, you know. So okay. Yeah. So like my bottom is Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, and then after that is is the Tom Cruise Mummy. I want to hear you why. So so what's after the Mummy Returns for you? Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Okay. So um, talk about that one for a while. Well, well, what, I just what, think that it's I okay. So so so. Here's what my defense of Tomb of the Dragon Emperor over The Mummy Returns. The Mummy Returns is the same fucking movie, just done again in Fast Forward. Okay. um, And not as well. Uh, It's a lot of, like, one-to-ones, right? Where it's like, we did this in the first one, so we're going to do this in the second one. We did this in the first one, we're going to do this in the second. For sure. It's the same thing. It's just like, let's just add it, right? The Men in Black 2 school of sequels. Or or the American Pie 2, or or, well, every American Pie sequel, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's like, oh, uh, face in the sand, face in the water. Like, it's it's, like everything is just one-to-one. Yeah. Um, Weird little goons. uh, Pilot who wants to die, pilot who (laughs) wants to live. Like, I mean, it's literally. (laughs) For sure. It's it's just one to one with everything. Mm -hmm. Um, With the addition of the kid being a MacGuffin uh, instead of the Book of the Dead. Um, At least Tomb has like a different aesthetic, a different setting. That is what I like about it, is that at least it's not trying to do exactly what the other one was. It's like, okay, let's try to turn this into a real franchise and let's do something different. Uh, we're stuck doing the mummy thing, so let's just at least take it in a new direction. Let's get out of the desert. Let's go to the Himalayans. Let's go to China. Let's do these other things. Yeah. And does any of it work? No, absolutely it does not. Um, I don't like these characters as much. Obviously, I miss Rachel Weiss. But there's enough stuff in here that I'm like, well, at least they're trying to do something else with this one. Sure. They're, yeah. They're 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 not succeeding, but they're trying. Whereas the Mummy Returns really just felt like Steven Summers was spinning his wheels until he got to the jungle where he got to do some new shit that he'd never done before. <laughs> sure. Like hey, I can um, do this. Yeah. Dirigibles yeah. and yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Um. So that's kind of how I feel. And at least it has character arcs. There are actual character arcs in tomb of the dragon emperor. Are any of them like, like, you know, special or, or, or particularly interesting? No. Um, but they're there. Like all the characters have a little Mm. bit of growth, a little bit of something. They, they, the characters want something at the beginning that they get by the end of it or learn a lesson, you know, like there's something, but the mummy Mm. returns has nothing. Like Got they it. are exactly the same at the beginning as they are at the end. They accomplish nothing per on their personal lives. Um, and I, that, that's not a movie. That's just the things happening to characters. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's just, it's not, it feels very first draft. And again, I don't blame Steven Summers for this. He was obviously pushed to make that movie, but like the, the reasons for why the movie is the way that it is, I totally understand, but it doesn't change the fact that the movie is what it is. Um, and I don't enjoy it. Uh, and you know, I can, I can accept all of the excuses and I'm like, those aren't excuses. Those are reasons. And I know that, but if I'm just watching the mummy returns, I hate it so much. Um, and tomb of the dragon emperor. I don't, I'm like, you know, it piques my interest every once in a while. I look up and I'm like, oh, they're in the Himalayans now. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, there's Yetis. That's interesting. Um, you know, there there's there's a little bit of something that at least is like stuff I, I haven't seen these characters in these settings before doing what they're doing in that movie before. And so I'm a little more 
turned on mentally by it, you sure. know? Um, so that's it. And then, and then obviously the, the dark universe mummy is my number You're two. Number two. Uh, yeah. Again, thumbs down. Of, but of course. Th- yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. Again, a thumbs down movie, but like, I'm so fascinated by the dark universe. Sure. And and I'm definitely breaking the, the Roger Ebert rule, uh, uh, school of film criticism by being like, you know, the thing that's interesting about the movie is the making of the movie and everything around it. But sure, sure, sure. watching the movie, I think about all of those things and I'm much more entertained by that. Yeah, um, you're kind of like leaning forward a little bit as opposed to Mummy Returns where you're like, there's nothing what I could like walk to the bathroom and come back. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, and, and so like, and there's sequences in it that I talked about in that episode that I'm like, this is, there's some juice here. Um, mm-hmm. the, the alley sequence, there's some juice there. We yeah, talked yeah. about the plane sequence is pretty fun. Um, you know, like there, there's some stuff that has a little bit of juice here and there. The seeing the mummy go through modern day London, kind of cool. Um, yeah, there's sure. like some, there's some cool shit in there and is it successful? No, but it, 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 it there's, there's more in it that keeps me interested than either of the other two movies. Um, like you said, I'm leaning forward. I'm leaning forward and being like, wow, this movie is loaded with mistakes, but I'm it's keeping my interest. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, I'm sort of fading in and out of interest, and The Mummy Returns, I just I have zero interest. There's just nothing there for me. And um, you know, something's gonna so. be said because I was about to compliment 2017 Mummy's production design. And how they really wanted those big Universal Studios sets as opposed to green screens and stuff. Yeah. But I would argue every Mummy movie has really fun theme park style production design. That is true. I I absolutely agree with that. Um, I will say in The Mummy Returns, I do find the final tomb that they're in a little claustrophobic. Feels a Mm. little, little tight quarters yeah. like tighter mm-hmm. quarters than i would like <clears throat> i don't know if it's like low ceilings or like what what it is that's making me feel that way but when i compare it to like the 99 mummy and the, that final tomb which is like big and open right yeah, um, yeah 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 the the mummy returns set feels a little smaller mm. it feels a little compressed um but so yeah. my number two is the mummy returns and mm-hmm. the reason <clears throat> it's not my number one so, because it, because it, for, yeah, I know, was, I remember, I remember, I do. There was a t- yeah. there was a time when I was like, oh, I think this is gonna be my number one. But then, because like my expect, kind of like Van Helsing, which is you can listen to over on our Patreon, my memory of the Mummy Returns was like, oh, that was the one with the really annoying kid, and it like the really bad CG, and it's not as good as the first one, and they're just kind of copying the first one beat for beat. I don't like yeah. the Mummy Returns, you know. So then when I sat down to watch it that morning for the show, I was just kind of like really impressed at the fun Steven Spielberg kind of filmmaking that Somers is doing. I could just kind of appreciate the like the algebra of the set pieces and the like, oh, because of this thing and I was going to that thing and I know where this character is and this is fun and I know where they're going and I know what the bad guys want. And compared to like how convoluted blockbusters would get into the tens and the twenties, yeah. I was just finding myself like, "Whoa, where's the mummy?" I've, I was like, you know, it's a bumper sticker. It's yeah. it's you like, kind of take it for granted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where I was like, yes. oh, I know this one's, you know. Right. Whereas I was more like, oh, you know what? This drags in the middle. The mummy. Now that I, I've never noticed this before, but blah blah blah. But when it came time for me to rank these, I was thinking like, can I really honestly put the mummy returns? Because then I thought about, you know, even the parts that I've said, you know, throughout the series of like, oh, act two drags a little bit or whatever. But there's so much wit and humor and style and charm in that whole movie that I think The Mummy Returns trades for like, it's a little goofier. It's a little broader. There's Mm -hmm. a little kid in it that I was like, "Ah." and, you know, there's so much about that for the 98 movie that for a big hulking studio movie is so swift and fun and light. Yeah. And plotted very well that I was like, I got to give it up. I got to I got to give it up to the to the OG mummy, not the OG. Yeah. Mummy, but you know, um, and for the record, <clears throat> if I were to put it in here, uh-huh. <clears throat> just so you get a sense, a general okay. sense of, of how I feel, I would put Van Helsing at number three 
between Dark Universe Mummy and uh, and uh, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That's that's kind of where I would slot that in because I was I, I was yeah. thinking when I was watching it, I was like, oh, and this would go right below the Mummy. But then just now thinking about, it, I was like. If somebody was like, gun to your head, you have to either watch Van Helsing or the 2017 Mummy right now, I would watch the 2017 Mummy. I don't know what it is about that movie, sure. but I'm endlessly fascinated by it. And there's there's something about the vibes of the movie that I do kind of enjoy. Um, I get that, yeah. Yeah. That, that I, kinda... Tom Cruise is just good at being a movie star. And like, even yeah. in a bad movie, there's something just so charismatic about watching him on screen. Mm-hmm. That like I can't I can't I can't rake it above that one. Unfortunately, he's got more juice. He just does. Yeah, I don't. Um, I think I would put Van Helsing slightly above 2017 Mummy, but just because of like the spooky monster mash vibes. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um. Uh, but then I don't know where I would. I think I would also put Scorpion King. I think Scorpion King would be oh. below, above Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. I think it's. I would rather watch Scorpion King again than Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Okay. I don't know if it's better than Tom Cruise Mummy. Um, <laughs> wow. This is yeah. a this is a weird ranking, but you mean it? It's like it's like it's really simple, but then we have all these little post-it notes. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I just. And and I'll say this here. Here's what I will say: uh-huh. If I were to throw in. Revenge of the Mummy, the roller coaster. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, that's number one. That's the best the franchise ever got. I, in my opinion, yes, that's the best because yeah. it's like I'm experiencing it. I'm in the sets. It's got that metatextual element where Emotep is haunting the set of the Mummy. Yeah, that's the that's the plot of the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, it's like a that. meta. Yeah. Like Brendan Fraser is like, "Where's my cappuccino?" Or whatever. <clears throat> right, right, right. Yeah, they're like filming the Mummy Returns, and then this the events of the roller coaster are happening because it's the Gremlins' new batch. Amotep is real. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's I never thought about thing. <laughs> if you again gun to my head, if I had to choose, I I think I would rather ride the Indiana Jones ride than watch Crystal Skull or Dial of Destiny. Oh, interesting. I mean, I would rather ride the Indiana Jones ride than I think just about, well, than a lot of things, because I love that ride. It's a great ride. I've only worn yeah. that once, but. Yeah. Um, um, man, yeah. Because I just, I, you know, my whole thing with this franchise, and I think, you know, when we're talking about, like, where this franchise should go in the future, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> this whole thing with this franchise is that, like, it wants to be Indiana Jones so bad. And I think Steven Summers instinctually understands how Indiana Jones set pieces work. Because you're right. The set pieces are very Spielbergian. It It is very much like, oh, he didn't do this. And so now he has to do this. And I understand all of it. And it all clicks into place. And it's very well constructed. Um, the algebra of it. Right? Um like in Indiana Jones. But the thing that I think Steven Summers is taking for granted, I bet you if you asked him, he's one of those fucking guys who thinks that if you take Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark, everything happens exactly the same way. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think I think we talked about this in our Tomb of the Dragon Emperor episode where like, yeah, like Rick, like those characters don't really have like especially Mummy Returns, like Rick doesn't do anything or grow in any kind of right. way. So it's right. like. And it's Whereas like Indiana every Jones. Indiana Jones movie has a thing. Every mm-hmm. single one. They all have an arc for Indy. There's a reason for the movie to exist beyond the plot. Every single one. It's like you got Raiders. He goes from a skeptic to a believer. You got Temple of Doom. He goes from uh, being selfish to selfless. Right? Um, in in uh, uh, Last Crusade, he goes from like, uh, uh, you know having complicated feelings about his father to understanding his father, you know, and appreciating his father, um, as, as you know, what he brought to his, his mm. life and his growth as a person, you sharing a lover school, with his father to right. And understands him intimately. Um, uh, <laughs> wow. and, uh, and then he you go, was in there you go, too. you go, oh God, you go kingdom of the crystal skull, um, you know, that movie is about uh, going from uh, being a loner to a family man. Mm. Um, and you have 
the latest one, which is about him feeling washed up and then getting his juice back, getting his getting getting, you know, yeah, just just getting his mojo back, you know, Are you and, back? and but yeah. also learning I'm that, like, back. you know, as much as he regrets that his life as an adventurer is over figuring out like, but it is time to let all that go. Like, I, yeah. and I can't be that guy anymore. It's over. It's done. And that's OK. Mm. Um, I did what I did in my life and I accomplished a lot of things, but now it's time to settle down and just be a husband with my wife and retired. Yeah. And like what's a bummer is as much nostalgia as millennials have for Rick O'Connell and Evelyn O'Connell, like, you know, there's all there's always talk about like, oh, are they going to come back for a fourth mummy movie? Are they going to do is Rick going to put the gun vest back on? And I'm kind of like, I don't care what these characters are doing. In yeah. their fifties, yeah, yeah, no, because I mean they've they have been, uh, they have been over time. They have basically been boiled down to just like a sexy late twenties, early thirties couple. Mm-hmm. That's what they are now. It's like you know bisexual vibes. It's like you know everybody thinks that Brendan Fraser is hot. Everybody thinks that Rachel Vice is hot. They make out a little. That's hot. It's hot. That's what the mummy is for everyone, you know? Yeah. And so, like, that's not... They, there's nothing to build a legacy sequel off of. Um, because, like, like, the worst thing they could do is break, have it start with them broken up and then, like, getting them to fall sure. in love again. Like, the Force Awakens, that, the Marion Indy kind of like, well, they can't just be happy. Right. God forbid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like I mean, in your but then your, but then that's what the mummy returns is and like eh. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> that doesn't really work for me either so like I just don't want that um, so way back in our I think it was our mummy episode Gary you brought up the idea of or maybe it was mummy returns of this kind of being an Abbott and Costello style franchise where every movie it's like Rick and Evie go to Loch Ness. Rick yeah. and Evie go to New Orleans and, you know, meet some ghosts. Is that kind of your your vision for hypothetical? Well, no, I think it's too late for that. Because in order okay. to do that, you would still have to start with the fucking mummy again. And then you're just <laughs> remaking the mummy again. And it would flop. And we would yeah. never get those sequels. So, got like, it, it, I think it's just done. Like, I, I, I think... In that, in those terms, I think that's done. That we cross that bridge, we can't go back to it. We can start a new franchise that is that, and that way we don't have to start with the mummy. But I don't, right. I don't think you can go back to the O'Connells because okay. you would have to start with the mummy, and no one wants that. Um, my feeling is okay. So I think there's there's two ways of doing this, right? Uh-huh. I think there is the there's the adventure way. Which again, I think doesn't work. I don't. I don't think you can do the action adventure mummy thing ever again. I think we've proven that that just doesn't. We're we're all collectively over that. I think. Yeah. Um, I think you got to go the horror route, and I think you got to go back to the original Boris Karloff mummy, and you got to okay. do romantic, sexy mummy loose in London. Ooh seducing people you know cursing people doing his mummy shit in london modern day london that i feel like in like an invisible man sort of sense i think that's yeah. that's the way that you do you reboot the mummy again is you go in a completely different direction than we've ever seen before i think it's the only way personally. sure you, you could see you could almost argue okay. that that is maybe one of the mistakes that tom cruise mummy did which is it was sort of in the middle of it was like, oh, we're going to be a little scarier, but it still kind of fell into that like adventure, you know, spelunking Indiana Jones territory. Whereas like, yeah, the Invisible Man vibes of like an intimate, creepy A24 Blumhouse horror movie called yeah. The Mummy. <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. no one's going in even thinking about Brendan Fraser or Rachel Weisz. Right, right. Um, you do. So, yeah. So you do. You, I think you do that. I think you, you maybe even you get Rami Malek to play Emotep. Um, yeah. And so it's just like, oh yeah. Like, it's like a sexy, like Rami Malek, sexy mummy guy, like going around seducing people, men, women, whatever. 
and sucking their souls and cursing shit and the people that like brought him over and woke him up have to stop him. Like, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's gotta be the thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, if you were to go the O'Connell route, I, 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 yeah, I think with the O'Connell of, you know, getting like Tom Holland to be like Don O'Connell or Tom O'Connell. Sure. Is like, are they a family, a, le- a dynasty that just hunts mummies? I think you got to re. I think you got to rebrand that. Because then, like, because then I'm picturing <clears throat> like Tom Holland being like, "Oh yeah, me, 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 me granddad, Rick O'Connell. He, he fought a bunch of Draculas and and Loch Ness right. monsters. Because they're gonna like after the fact retcon like, well, after the yeah, they fought mummies, but they also fought all these other monsters too. Yeah, I think the guy. Who is the closest to a Brendan Fraser type we have working today mm-hmm. in terms of like vibes, right? Is is probably Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. In cool. terms of like being able to like nail exactly what Brendan Fraser's doing yeah. in the mummy. You know, that what kind I mean? of himbo tired energy every man energy. Yeah. And like yelling, but it doesn't he doesn't sound mad you know like he doesn't yeah he's like yeah, yelling sure. but it's funny when he yells you know yeah that it's not kind like grating yeah yeah uh definitely yeah because I, I was i was gonna say like david i thought you're gonna say david harbour oh david harbour no no i don't think he can lead a movie he's santa he's santa and santa man bad that's santa the, man well that's the only i think that's all right that's fine but like but he's santa he's not like david harbour yeah i mean he couldn't do hellboy um that was that was a big big old failure uh, that we'll uh, eventually if... have to talk about on Patreon. Um, so here's well here's the thing about Hellboy that one is is it does it we talked about this before you know if we ever did Guillermo del Toro right that would negate ever doing a Hellboy series yeah yeah right it, it just depends on which one happens first do we do a Hellboy if we do a Hellboy franchise first then Hellboy is like the Dark Universe mummy version of course um, but. If we do Guillermo del Toro, then his Hellboy becomes our uh, franchise potential. Yeah, I think maybe that's so. what will win next year. Who knows? I don't even know what we're going to put on that list yet. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. I don't really feel. I. I just. Yeah. I, I think you're right, Scott. I don't really see the need of doing like another. Because it, it it would seem so easy of just doing like a reboot of like Rick O'Connell's grandson, and there's like a mummy in South America. But like, man, yeah, it's like that just seems so. Yeah, it's just, it just doesn't have and, any juice. I don't. And think. if it's Oscar Isaac trying to like fight <clears throat> Nessie or find yeah. a vampire, how is that even? At what at what point is this, this not connected to the mummy as a franchise? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to see them go the Invisible Man route. Great. I think yeah. that's the way to go. I think so, too. Um, um, do we want to reveal what yes. we'll be covering next, Scott? Yes. Nick, everyone listening, it's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. Because starting next week, we're covering... The Muppets on franchiseography. Um, I this has been this has been. I think a lot of people picked up on this that we were planning on doing this because um, I think people have been surprised that the Muppets have never been in the March Madness bracket, mm, and yeah. it's because this had, this franchise this miniseries has been penciled in for a while, and we kept bumping it for a variety of reasons. Yeah, and. Um, Ultimately, because uh, originally this miniseries was going to end with Spider-Man. That was going to be our final miniseries. And we just realized, wait, the Muppets have a Christmas movie. Spider-Man is a summer franchise. We should probably swap these. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, um, we're ending with the Muppets. Uh, I think it's been a long time coming. I think everyone who listens to us knows how big a fans of the Muppets we are and how much they uh, that franchise means to us. Um, and, you know, we've already started recording it. 
Uh, and um, I think that it's one of our best miniseries we've ever had, um, to be honest. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's been so fun. I mean, I don't think, I don't think anything is ever going to outrank the Spider-Man miniseries for our listeners. I think that really, (laughs) I think that really hit like a sweet spot for a lot of people. Um, but taking that out of consideration, I think the Muppets could, I think you could argue that the Muppets will end up being one of our strongest miniseries of the show. Um, I think we've done a really great job of covering those movies and I'm, Excited for you guys to hear it. I think that I think we're really going to go out with a bang uh, with with the Muppets franchise. And so, yeah, we are covering the Muppets and we are covering every theatrically released movie with Muppets in the title, basically. Um, yes, we will not yeah. be covering the Dark Crystal or Labyrinth because no. they're not part of the comedy acting troupe of the Muppets. They just right. Are We're only covering spe- the Muppet, the movies that the Muppets have acted in. <laughs> We're I'm I'm so grateful that like Agra wasn't Miss Piggy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're also not doing the Sesame Street movies, so we're not doing Follow yeah. That Bird or Elmo and Grouchland. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just doing the Muppets. The so Muppets. that is uh the Muppet movie, the Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island. Muppets from Space, uh, The Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted. Muppet English Patient. <laughs> right, Muppet English Patient. Uh, Muppet Titanic. Uh, of course. List. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and for our between us, so we're doing The Happy Time Murders? No, remember we nixed that. I was like, you know okay. what? I don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> that will make me sad. Yeah, so we're doing Dark Crystal. Um, I okay. might also watch Labyrinth just as a... Uh, I might that might be my Scorpion King. Okay, watch. yeah, you're you're a bit of extra yeah. credit. I might, I, yeah, I might do. I might watch Labyrinth as well. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, yeah. We've been, you know, we're like we're a little bit over halfway through recording, and I think all of, we've had really, really, really in depth conversations about Muppet philosophy, yeah, uh, Muppet spirituality. <laughs> you think where this is a bit, and it's not. <laughs> No, we we go into it. Yeah. Um, um some really fun yeah. guests. Yeah. And I believe that our our season finale, which will be the between episode for the Muppet miniseries, I think that there is a chance that that could be one of our best mini our, our one of our best uh between episodes we've ever had because there are a million things that we can talk about about what you could do with the Muppets in the future. Yeah. Um and uh, I'm excited to talk about all of them. I can't wait to record that episode. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I really like how our listeners vibe with, like, the longer series. You know, like your Star Treks, your Spider-Mans. Um, and, yeah, excited for, for y'all to start listening to this. And, yeah, I mean, it's cool. They're all available on Disney Plus mostly. So that that's fun. Yeah, there's a couple. I think um, Muppets Take Manhattan and yep. Muppets from Space are the two yeah. that are missing from Disney Plus. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Muppets Planet. Take Manhattan is because they just announced a 4K and they don't like having <laughs> movies on sh- movies available on streaming that they're coming out with like a brand new home video release, which right. I I understand. Um, capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. I get it. Uh, supply demand. I get it. <laughs> so very yeah, excited for y'all to listen. I mean, like, I, I mean, just our episode for the Muppet movie is insane. Yes, and that's the only one that doesn't have a guest, as far as we know, um, yeah. unless somebody cancels on us uh, in the future. Sure. Um, that is the only one that doesn't have a guest, and it's a good thing it doesn't because it's a long one, um, and the levels of depth that we get to. <laughs> In that episode are kind of insane. Yeah. We, it's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's a fun one. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like a breath of fresh air after, you know, being in these horrible, rotting tombs for, for four weeks. Yeah. Um, now we're in the we're just we're 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 uh, elbow deep in the horrible, rotting tombs of the of the puppets that are 
Yeah, they'll flailing around. <laughs> we're alive. <laughs> there you go. That's how you you reboot the Muppet franchise. You do the Muppets Mummy. The Muppets beat the Mummy. Yeah, the Mummy, the Mummy, the Mummy, the Mummy, the Muppet. Oh my Muppet, God! Yeah. Rizzo and Gonzo in a, in a tomb with like a flashlight. Rizzo being like, I can't believe you put me in here. Yeah, I fucking hate Mummy. See, we're so it's basically this, listeners. This is what the yeah. Muppet series is like. Yes. Yeah, you do uh, uh, absolutely that he's Benny, right? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Benny. good. Rizzo's yeah. Benny. Uh, um, I, Kermit is obviously, I think you have to do as Rick, Rick, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just, you have to. But I would argue that Piggy is not Evelyn. Ooh. Um, I think I think Piggy is the, the Emotep queen. Anaxudamun? Uh, yes, correct. Uh, I will never in a million years remember that name, so thank you. Um okay. Uh, struggled with it all miniseries. It was a great um, runner. It was a great runner. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you you have Piggy Piggy play her, and instead, I think um Evelyn is played by uh uh Kermit's uh pig new pig girlfriend from Oh um, my ABC's gosh, the Muppets. Wow, the one that's like isn't voiced by like uh uh girl from Game of Thrones, right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, and hunger. Denise, Games. isn't that her name? Denise. Yeah, her name is Denise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she's. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I love her. She name? has a little bit of a, a country twang. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm totally wrong then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think she might just be a Muppet performer, actually. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so that's that's exciting. Um, yeah. uh, Sam the Eagle could be the Magi. Oh yeah. That's true. Um, uh, uh, Fozzie. Uh, I don't know. The one who's like, you must not read from the book. That guy. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, or the the pilot who craves only death. No, that's got to be Ralph, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that I think best. that guy just exudes Ralph vibes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better get to flying. <laughs> Uh, I think Go- is Gonzo Emotep. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and then uh, oh, but then I was gonna say Camilla could be Anaxudamun. Oh, well, yeah, that is pretty good too. Um, not enough uh, female characters, like not enough That's female the- characters in the Mummy to even uh, <laughs> fill out the the Muppet. handful, the the minuscule amount of female characters in the Muppet crew. <laughs> Uh, it'd be funny if all the Americans were just Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. That is funny. I like that. Um, oh, man. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So our Muppet series is, is going super well, guys. You can already <laughs> Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. Um, yeah. So anyway. Um, oh, man. One... Underrated Muppet is Yolanda. Um, yeah. Yolanda's great. Oh, God. I love Yolanda. Um, <laughs> see, at one one era of franchiseography ends, another begins. Before um, we take a a nice a nice juicy break for a few months, um, sure, yeah. Before before diving into to season three next year, so um, it's timed out so that the 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 Muppet franchise the between episode airs the last Friday of the year, and then crazy, and then we're done. Um, until uh, an unknown date in 2024. Um, yeah, who knows? But yeah, we'll be. Well, if we learned one thing talking about all these movies, it was a death is only the beginning. That's true. You're right about that. Um, all right. Well, that's it, guys. The Muppets, the Muppet movie next week. So excited for you guys to hear that one. So excited to hear a ton of Muppet talk. Um, on oh, the Discord. Wait. Yeah, uh, really, really pumped about that. So, yeah, ah, the Muppets. Um, all right, I think that's it, right? Yeah, uh, I think we're done here. All right, cool. Uh, if you're not on the Discord, go to the Discord. Uh, check that out. Um, Patreon. Uh, we've got our Van Helsing episode, which I think was really, really good. Thank um, you. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I think it was one of my favorite franchise potentials we've ever done um that is on the patreon right now dualinggenre.com slash support 
And uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back next week with The Muppets. Yay! Moving right along with two big birds of a feather. We're in this together. And we know where we're going. Movie stars with flashy cars and life with the top down. We're storming the big town. Yeah, storm is right. Should it be snowing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Moving right along. Do I see signs of men? Yeah, welcome on the same boat that says come back.